wish you knew more stuff. Wish you were more helpful around the house or had an understanding of something that people are talking about at a party. Don't worry, you're not alone. That's why we have enlisted Skillshare to help you out. That's right, Skillshare is a proud sponsor of the A7FL and the A7FL's three-on-one podcast. We want you to get in on the good stuff now. So go to the link right below in the description or wherever you're watching this or go to a7fl.tv slash podcast. Click the Skillshare link and you get a free 30-day trial because you are a fan of the A7FL. So do the thing. Head on over right now to a7fl.tv slash podcast or click right in the description below if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast right now. Do the thing. Click the link in the info below and sign up now. Do 30 days free because of us here at the A7FL. Well, because because we love you. We want you to have cool stuff. And now back to this piece of A7FL content, more than likely showing my face. The countdown to the A7FL playoffs have begun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 3-on-1 podcast on A7FL.tv, YouTube, and wherever podcasts are sold. I'm Matt Ryan, and joining me, as always, he's my quarterback, and he is one of my very best friends. He is Corrence Hammond, and joining us in the Big Rob spot. Big Rob, a little bit later on in the program, will be joining us from the Bachata Dome. That's what we call it. (laughs) Uh, that's what I call it. That's what I put in the podcast description last week because Bachata Bob was back last week in our podcast with Derek Duncan. Uh, but we'll have Bachata Bob joining us. It's Josh Pruneda from the All-Star Jaffos. All-Pro Jaffos, not All-Star Jaffos. That doesn't rhyme. Can't get the fucking plug right. You know what? L- L- LJ, you can take this job. Uh, when it comes to... Covering the A7FL, very few cover it in the way the Jaffos do. And Country K not able to join us with his 1987 uh, internet that comes through a modem that may or may not just be a retrofitted Hulk Hogan LJN. But, Josh, great to have you here on the show. Uh, We wanted to have you on the pod for a while. There's a lot of people we want to have on the pod. And it's a weird process because we can only do one of these a week. Because yeah. I don't know if you guys know, I work five jobs, Corey has nine kids, and Rob has five jobs and four kids. And another podcast outside of this, if yes. I'm understanding correctly. So yeah, you guys got a lot on your plate. But uh, again, appreciate you guys for for having me on. And uh, it's been definitely a, a real fun experience getting to... Uh, cover the A7FL, being able to have you guys on uh, the podcast, which, again, we appreciate immensely uh, from you guys, having Big Rob, having Corey, having David Isaacs, having Matt, having um, essentially uh, almost everybody trying to get center on, too. So uh, we'll see how that one goes. But uh, it's been a fun year, man. It's been very interesting, but it's uh, it's been it's been fun for sure. It's well, as I just got a text, Matt, I just got a text from uh, Will Franklin, the head referee, 
And he says, uh, and I quote, I am never calling a roughing a passer uh, penalty again because you have some rando on on the show uh, instead of me. And I will say, Will, that, yes, we pr- did promise and we will get you on the show. Um, you're doing a great job uh, running the referees uh, for our league. But Josh Pernada is ju- not just anybody. You could check out his and Country K, the uh, 6'10 Beast from the Southeast, their uh their podcast in the West Coast, the All Pro Jaffos, the highly elevated sports talk for the highly elevated sports fan, and you know they they have a lot going on, and you know you know it is what it is, and if you check it out, you'll you'll get the the whole picture. But uh, Josh started it. You you guys cover the entire sports universe. You cover cover the NBA goings on, the NFL, and you guys organically started covering the A Seven FL, and even have one of my uh, you know, favorite ideas that, you know, people that cover our league have is is the way that this league translate into being the Olympic football. So just to give you a little, you know, and, and our listeners, give you a little intro and our listeners a little perspective. Um, yeah, Will, I, I just got the reply text. Um, you're still not calling penalties for me but you understand having josh on now we'll get you on will i promise but uh first of all thanks josh for coming on go ahead have have will on championship week when when we're out there we might have to do a lot i'll I'll talk to i I feel like if we do a live he is going to fight somebody in some situation or he's gonna just the whole uh crew he's gonna suspend it as he's uh you know commonly doing these days and he's going to make his way onto the show but go ahead <laughs> what were you saying i was going to say we have him on we might do a live podcast championship week see if uh the steering yeah. committee would want us to do a live podcast from the anderson automotive Fieldhouse. there's a champion another championship game we may be calling mike tice might be involved there's mike a tice? mike tice not un no the former minnesota vikings coach yeah. i was say i'm mike no, uh, Mike Tice, Mike Tice. Like, we're, there's going to be a combine, a A7FL style combine at Anderson Automotive over the championship weekend. There's more details at A7FL.com slash championship. That's A7FL.com slash championship. You can also get championship tickets. I know Country K and Josh are going to be making their way down to the Anderson Automotive Fieldhouse to hang out with uh, me, Rob, Corey, and hopefully all of you. So go to a7fl.com slash championship. Buy the fucking tickets. But when we get to week seven of the A7FL, kind of chalk in how we saw things going. Uh, We had the force beating the kryptonite. I don't think we had the force pummeling the kryptonite the way they did. And... There seems to be a bit of an issue with Darnell Richardson and the kryptonite right now. Corey, what are you hearing or what do you think we're going to see in two weeks when the kryptonites step into the A7FL playoffs? Well, we we got, you know, some goings on, and I don't know the specifics. I did talk to Darnell Richardson after the game. And, you know, there were times where, you know, this entire season he's shown what, you know, we know that he's capable of. But with a lot of the exits roster-wise, you know, they went from being one of those championship contender-type teams to the, the, the bottom of what I would call the top tier in the A7. You know, they're in around that 12, 
at 11, that 10 spot. And their their first game is going to be against the Insomniacs. And if they had a tough time with the Force, they're likely going to have a tough time with the Insomniacs. So you can't count them out. But we also saw that when, for whatever reason, and I, I don't know enough to specifically report it, Matt, I do know you know, kind of in general what happened, and I think they talked about it a little bit on our, uh, our we'll call it our, our, you know, distant cousin uh, podcast, The Other Side of the Ball, and you can check them out now pretty much exclusively on Facebook, and I think we'll get into a little bit of, of their conversation that they had recently um, later on in the show. Um, but to get the more, you know, the the down and dirty details of the the actual issues there uh, with the quarterbacks for the kryptonite. Uh, you check them out, but I did see Gregory Smith, the guy, the quarterback we call Snoop, in there, and uh, he steps in nicely. He ha- you know, we we got to know him a little bit uh, in in the fall with the gold, and you know, other than a couple of bad plays, he was in there playing representative quarterback um, against the force. I think the story from week seven in that game is, you know, what do the force feel comfortable with doing with D Fox at the quarterback position? We saw what Rock Briscoe can do, and I'm glad that LJ and Rob were in a position where they, they kind of have to, you know, go along with me a little bit. I've been talking about how Rock Briscoe, you know, when he's out there in his element against the types of defenses that they're seeing consistently out there and other side of the ball. You remember Rock Briscoe we saw against what happens in the Northeast on defense specifically, and you know maybe for a certain defensive back from Sickwitted, a team I'm a fan of. We'll get into that even more specifically. But when Rock Briscoe was facing those Vegas defenses, including a Sickwitted defense in which he was, you know, relatively effective, and at times the Insomniacs, where there I'd seen him even take off against that defense. Brock Briscoe was a pretty good quarterback, and, and, and stop disrespecting his name, but what we saw from the, you know, change of pace quarterback in D. Fox, an, an enormous quarterback, by the way, it'll be interesting to see in their first-round matchup against Sick with it if they really let him loose and kind of see what he can do at the top end. Because I think that it's it's a, it's an interesting you know kind of philosophy. You go with the quarterback that may have a, a a shorter ceiling, but definitely has the higher floor, or with nothing to lose, playing a team that you know you you didn't necessarily struggle with, but you lost earlier in the season. If you go with the high ceiling guy, a guy that's gonna you know likely be used in a way that he's a ground control quarterback where got to take down D Fox you, you got uh, you got to commit a lot of uh of willpower and uh you know good form tackling which you know sick with it is prone to do but not most of Vegas um and I'm talking directly to some of the things that we heard recently <laughs> so for me that that force that kryptonite game week seven uh it it, it leads into a playoff situation where the kryptonite look like they're going to be you know Sent home packing pretty early. And the force, they, they made their statement on a statement Sunday, Matt, mm-hmm. where teams were either moving back into the position where we thought they were or they were accelerating forward and, and, and trying to prove that they're some uh, team to be taken seriously and for real. 
reminds me a little bit of this Force story, at least last year, mm -hmm. when they lost in the regular season, had to rally, had these comebacks, had these, you know, pretty tight games in the end that built their character. You know, almost a, a full calendar year later, they're right back in the playoffs with a lot of hope. And based on what they did to the Kryptonite, you know, pretty good prospects. It's just tough draw in round one. It is a tough draw in round one, and Josh, want to hear your thoughts. But let's bring up the playoff bracket here on your screen if you're watching us on a7fl.tv. The Insomniacs do play the Kryptonite when we return to action on June 4th. The LA Aces have a home game against the Vegas Hunters. They are at the bottom of the Vegas bracket. Uh, the Sick Widget will take on the Force, and the Vibe will take on the OTT. Josh, what do you make of this bracket and do you see any surprises coming out of round one? Um, surprise, I mean, a few. It was one thing that we've actually kind of talked about on our show. When the real unknown, at least to us in this entire situation, is the L.A. division. Now, they've only played each other. The Aces and the Vibe have only played each other the entire year. And so there wasn't seven, got, until until week, week seven, seven they got the yeah and then in week seven you know, just right another I'm, recap they got the chance the aces played the pit bosses and uh you know straight hounded them uh, well you know that, hey, that's Uno what was I was able to get a that's what busy. we were saying going right. into this week we were wondering okay you know they've only played each other how are they going to fare against you know the Vegas teams and now. The pit bosses, I mean, I, I've been praying for them all year. It just doesn't seem to be working. And for the gold, it, in my opinion, the lower-tier teams of Vegas, but the L.A. team still showed out. So when I look at the playoff bracket going, there's a really good chance that the L.A. Aces can get through the Hunters. There's a really good chance that the Vibe can beat the OTT and move on. I mean, my favorite team right now out of Vegas is is the Sick with it. That's just me personally. The way I've seen them play out of that division, if I had to choose a team, I kind of go with them. The Kryptonite, we kind of thought we didn't think the blowout or the, the, the dog walking that happened against the Fort. We didn't really think that that was going to happen. We actually thought it Kryptonite had a little bit of a better shot than that. for a while, right? It well, it, it was, but then it just it got away from him, and that's not something that we expected. We thought the Kryptonite actually had a decent chance of maybe pulling off a win, but I, the Insomniacs. I mean, that's a tough ask for anybody in the first round. Sick with it and Force is going to be a good game. I, I have um, a, I have a question because walking into the season. We, on this podcast, and I believe on the other side of the ball as well, not to speak for them and not to speak for your show, Josh, but we saw the fall brawl as an indicator to what we would see in our regular season. But the fall brawl, technically those roster spots didn't hold. And we saw player movement that matched any player movement period we've had in this league uh it was a, a mad rush 
and now we're hearing about maybe even more pit, pit teams. Pit bosses suffered because of that. Yeah, the pit bosses suffered because of that. Now Coach Bartley's not even with the league anymore. He's moving on to new things. And just like the, the total dynamic of the division shifted on a dime. And this is a division that has yet to define itself for more than a full regular season. Because we only saw a few teams last year. We saw three teams in 2022. Now we have eight. And now you have LA in the mix. It's going to be real interesting if Reno gets involved, if these different areas evolve, because how are these t- the lower and middle class teams, like an OTT, like the Hunters, how do they respond? Do they do what we've seen in Maryland and we've seen in New Jersey, and that's some idea of consolidation? Because the top two teams in Nevada, the Insomniacs and the Sick with it, basically pulled the 2011 NBA play free agent period. They pulled the big three and everybody else. They got Amari. They got Melo. They got everybody who they wanted to get and then some. They, they somehow got Nick Young. He wasn't even in the league in 2011. Um, does that speed running give them advantages that we don't have in New Jersey because there's way more players in Nevada, it feels like, than there are in New Jersey. And in terms of like quality to quantity, I think that the amount is about even Mm. in terms of guys who can make a real difference for a team and then guys who are playing because they can still play. If if that and I'm not trying to insult. Not a shot at me. Not a shot at me. No, it's not. You're a starter (laughs) in the league. Shut up. Any old age is a shot at you, Corey. Not even. It's not, and it's not even old age. It's just (laughs) you see guys on teams who never step on the field and play, and then Mm -hmm. you see people who play on teams and they underperform. It's not that they're bad. I think, and I think the other side of the ball who covers this this division specifically very well. In a couple episodes ago, they actually had a conversation in which they judged, you know, level of team versus level of team and said, you know, who's the better team? And they started at five, right? So the fifth best team in the Northeast would be the Renegades. And they said, are the Renegades a better team consistently than OTT? And although, obviously, you have to give a shout-out to Savion Cunningham based on how ridiculously he plays week in and week out, the other side of the ball, this isn't me, this isn't Matt, this isn't Rob, and this isn't even the all-pro Jaffos, who, by the way, in, in our dry run of this earlier this week when we had issues, uh, <laughs> we, we, we specified that, what what coast are you from? Oh, we're on the West Coast. Right, so Sac- if, you were to Sacramento biased, Bay Area. if you were to be biased about any of this, you know, other than being bi- a, a biased, a true fan of the Boston Omegas, my <laughs> guys, um, it, it would it would likely it would likely feel more reasonable for you to be biased towards the West. But Renegades, OTT, other side of the ball said OTT. Animal Ain't kryptonite. No Ain't no way. Other side and- of the ball. Other side of the ball. Uh, I mean, excuse me. They other other side of the ball said Renegades, not OTT. Okay. Okay. It is, yeah. It's. I was. I was already thinking the next step. So, I was gonna yes. say at least be realistic. Guys. Renegades, <laughs> OTT, Renegades, right? Right. And no disrespect to OTT, but that was what the other side of the ball said. Four right. spot. 
Animals. Kryptonite. Animals. Three spot. Force. Two. But as great as the Force looked, and no disrespect, I really appreciate not only how they've built week in, week out, getting better, which is, you know, a thing that I think all of these teams are, are, are gearing up and, and, and the best teams that have a chance in the playoffs are doing that. I think the Force have had a great season, and they've turned around, and they look really good going in. Voodoo Reek is a special player. They got they got talent all over, and, you know, lost in this is how much of an impact that Pac-Man Jones has already had in New Jersey in the playoff games that we saw him last year. Are they better than the U? I don't think so, and neither did the other side of the ball. And then you look at the two teams – and this is when this is when I said that Derek was getting a little blasphemous. Sick with it, BIC. Now, Josh, you said you're a big fan of sick with it, and so am I. Jeremy Geary at the quarterback, their wide receiving core, who also is led by returner. And we always, whenever I mention Lavish T, he's flashy. He's Lord Tenyon from uh, Demon Slayer. Check it out. Uh, it's a good reference. He, he agrees, by the way, and so does Shedrick Goodrich from BIC. But I'll ask you, Josh, who do you think is a better team? Just put them on, put them right up against each other in a neutral site. Let them figure it out. If we're no talking BS. about the, BI, the BIC and the it, it's it's the BIC, and it's just and it's not because Sickwood is bad, right? There's nothing it, bad exactly. About it, it, it's it's not that. It's and just in time to make sure this is. Put in the right context. Exactly Can you hear me? Put like... shut up. up? Big, big said, did, did I? Did I? Would have gone the other way there. Oh, said, can you hear? Did me? I? Oh, I can. I can hear you now. Yeah, I can hear you loud so and clear. Talk, so, and then you know, the the top team as we were going over, and just to fill you in, Rob, and listeners who were maybe zoning out because I was talking too long. When the other side of the ball was ranking top teams in Vegas versus top teams in Florida, uh, Florida, the Northeast. When they were doing all of the rankings, they only hesitated when they said sick with it. They felt was a better team than BIC based on what they've seen, which I thought was a lot of cap, and it's fine. They're local guys. Let them be local. And then, and then when it gets to Watchmen and Somniacs, you have a legitimate discussion about who's the more loaded on-paper team or had the better season. But I'll, I'll, I'll say this unequivocally. I think everyone here on this panel would agree with me. And privately, a lot of people that cover the Vegas side would agree with me as well. Despite what anybody says, when they're being pressured by an actual athlete, an active athlete in their studio, a beautiful studio, by the way, saying how great and how hard and hitting the Vegas division is, I, I'm, it is again. not the same as a Northeast division that has been built from the grass and glass town beef, which an offensive line featuring the Miller brothers for the U and uh, Deshaun, what's his last name? Johnson. Deshaun Johnson, number 76. They a, made, a little, literal, they made a BICs, Green yeah. Bay, bro, he's a Green Bay Packer practice player. Do you understand that means when, he's – on his worst day, he's better than most people. 90% of the league on his worst day. And he's probably athletic enough to play tight end in Vegas and, and catch head-top touchdowns on people. 
he plays on a team with that boss, so he's pretty far down the roster. What, what I was saying, Rob, is, is that when that offensive line for the U made the BIC defensive line look a little bit meh, it was because of the physicality that the Miller brothers and uh, Deshaun were bringing and icing out Verardi. That does not, just because you watch that one tape, mean that the Northeast does not hit. Look, yeah. I went out to Vegas. So this is Scott. This is Scott McCorkle that said that. Scott no, it McCorkle mostly, said it that. It was mostly. Uh, it was mostly our guy and a really good corner, Daniel Packer, who you will never catch without a hat on. And Mark, to be fair, in his blasphemy about the Northeast, was wearing a Yankee hat, which I don't know if that makes it better or worse. But my, but my worst thing is, is my, the physicality gonna... in Vegas is unmatched, and it ain't sweet. Okay, so but like Josh and but here's where it contradicts itself. How you? Oh yeah, we're more physical. It's more that you literally just went down and compared your top five and said the Northeast was better. How do you go and say, oh we're better teams? We're more physical. We're more th-. like I, I don't know. If you're going to be making these types of comparisons, you have to educate yourself on the other side as well. Like you go other side of the ball. That's great. But no, you need to study right. the other side of the ball. You have to and actually see what you're playing against. I'm piggybacking off of that because that's my main issue with what's being said. And the Packers are smart guy. I talk to Pack a lot, actually. Um, Pack's a smart guy. So maybe some of it is, you know, a little bit of sauce to spice shit up. But you, I don't think Pack really is sitting there thinking that the Northeast doesn't hit. Ask Trey Robinson if the Northeast hits. Like Trey Robinson is one of the most electric, electrifying players in Vegas. He comes from the Northeast. One guy who wasn't even on one of the best teams in in the Northeast is dominating your entire league. You listen, listen. I don't even know what the fuck the other side of the ball was talking about. If they said anything along the lines of their top teams being able to match up well with our top teams, bro. Oh my God! It's like you have to you have to pull certain players to the side. Talk to Tone Smith. Talk to Pac Man Jones. Talk to those guys that were out there that felt it. Don't guess. If you weren't, was Packer there? I think Packer Packer was there. Was he on the force? Uh, I think well, he, was he actually boss. was a pit boss, but he got injured Perfect. for the season, and he okay. He, oh shit! Okay, okay, okay. Action in the A Seven FL. Um, or I think it might have even been in semi-pro. He did get injured from a hit, you know, and wasn't able to come back. Uh, not okay. saying that All that right. has so, anything to do with this No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. That's, that's, I mean, that's and on top cool. of that, I don't, not even, I don't think they played anybody. The chaos or the night crawlers. They're not including any of yeah, those either. Yeah. Shit, well, shit, shit happens, this. right? But hold on, wait. Hold on, Corey. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let Rob go and then, Corey, you get context. I'll be... That's my that's my problem, Corey. You're always trying to be fair to motherfuckers that be saying the most blasphemous shit. Listen to what I'm saying to you. I've spent the better part of three, four weeks warning the Northeast to not sleep on the insomniacs, not sleep on sick with it, and keep an eye on the fucking night crawlers. I am giving Vegas the best and the only one that I could possibly give them. If you listen to the the other side of the ball, and for some reason you think that them Northeast boys don't hit, you're going to fucking, yo, they're going to put your lights out when you run into them. Do not listen to those guys who haven't experienced 
some of the things Pac-Man and Anthony Smith and, and RTC and those guys. Go ask Ross, Rock Briscoe if they fucking hit. Go go watch that Force film and find out if they hit. Because that's the same Force team that used to bust y'all last last year. I get it. New blood, all this, all that. And I know Scott McCorkle. Scott McCorkle, I like the guy, but you've only played a full. You don't really know what this is yet. Your fall, I wouldn't have played. I would have been at home, and they would have called me for the championship game. I'm not waking up to play a bunch of bums in the fall. I'm only playing the best teams. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. I'm not wasting my body, my energy on bums who are trying hard because they're playing Big Rob. No. Stop thinking that these Northeast dudes don't hit. All those highlights that made A7FL popping, they come from the Northeast. They're not coming from Vegas. They're, some from Florida. They're not coming from Vegas. They're coming from the Northeast. When people were getting their fucking brains knocked around, they're coming from Northeast. Stop thinking dudes don't hit or you're going to have a very rude awakening come playoff time because y'all might still think this shit is flag. This is not flag. This is A7FL Northeast. Put some fucking respect on the on. Put some respect on it, bro. For real, that shit is wild. I'm this? sorry, I'm so rough. heated about it, man. I, I was gonna use this Recently, as a receipt, and then he said "fuck" more than he said "football," and I'm like, I can't use a goddamn <laughs> word of it. So, so Rob, one of recently, my fault. What up, Country K? Six Ten Beast, beast <laughs> from the Southeast joins us. Oh Rob, no! On the Facebook page, I thought I was doing a, doing them a favor, and I, you know, not not as a troll. Every every time I do anything, people think I'm trolling. You know, sometimes I'm just kind of Wonder being the genuine. Fuck why? I don't know. There's no reason for them to ever think that. Seriously, oh, of course not. Go back Never. on all of the things that I've ever said. If anyone is upset, it's just Baltimore. Period. But I posted Rob Ron Clerk's highlight tape. That's a fun way to be like, hey, check this out. And the response that I got back is that that was just regular type stuff. And now I've, I, I've had you know that pleasure. phrase, you know, you know, that phrase, you know, that phrase, you, you, um, you had to be there. I do know that. You know, you know that phrase. I'm familiar you know, with, like, with that phrase. The problem. And, and that video is a beautiful video showcasing Ron, one of Ron's craziest seasons, one of his most phenomenal defensive seasons. Now, as a guy that was on his team at the time, and Ant Lava tell you this, I don't – listen, I, I was like, Ron, I'm, we were talking about defensive players, right? He put Ron up there, and I'm like, Ron, why are you putting Ron up there? You got to remember, I was on his team. I didn't have the game plan for that man. So, of course, naturally, because he was on my team, I never thought about Ron. But when I went back and watched that film and seen what Ron was doing to grown men, if those guys saw that film, and because Packers' hit was great. They were showing off Packers' hit. Bro, there's a Packer hit in every game. Every game. By the lowest level of players, there's a hit like that in every game. And Packers' hit was good. But if that's the hit that you want the Northeast to look at and be like, oh, man, oh, they hit out there all right. Nah, that ain't it, Chief. That was just I've you, back. I don't see nobody else doing that. I've seen uh, Dave Pedersen truck a dude, and he's one 116 
remember that uh, LJ calls him Jesus of Nazareth? I've seen. Yeah, the but they can't tackle in, in Vegas. They can't tackle no, no, no. in Vegas. How about that? I, I'm talking about David Pedersen. He he plays for the Renegades and whatever in Jersey. I've seen him truck a dude. Oh, I have no idea. More savagely, is. yeah. Don't I've know. seen him truck a dude more savagely than some of the stuff that I see consistently out there. And my guys won 16. Shout out to Dave Pedersen. You guys know if you. You've seen the the Renegades blow getting blown out by the Baltimore Cobras. That's the one highlight we get to nope. get from that game. Of course, you did. Nope. But as we as we move closer to the playoffs, um, we I want to get this from Rob and from Country K. What's the feeling heading into the playoffs? What what are you guys feeling, Ooh. Rob? What are you hearing? heading into the playoffs? Because I think we have oh, a bunch of okay. unique perspectives here, especially including yeah. Country K and Josh, about how we're feeling walking into these playoffs. And I'll put the brackets up on the screen as we go through some of this stuff. And also at the end of the broadcast, we will have the final A7FL Top 10 of the 2023 season. You're going you're gonna to want to watch. You're going to want to stick around. You're going to want to stick around. But Rob, what are what are you feeling and what are you hearing heading into the playoffs? All right, as far as me, I'm excited because again, the 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 playoff matchups on June 4th, it's like a gift. It's my birthday that day. I get to actually watch some of these amazing games and just be there for like be there for some of them, call some of them. Um, I'm looking forward. If I'm not mistaken, it's six six with it versus four, right? Uh, for yeah, Sickwitted Force is the matchup, and we'll put it up right here. I'm on I'm screen. very excited about Sickwitted versus Force, the wild card in New Jersey, the rematch between the Renegades and the Animals. I'm excited, but as far as what I'm hearing in the league, there seems to be a lot of a very strong uncertainty going on. There's like there's a lot of uncertainty and it, it i mean I, ca I can't be specific as to where it's coming from who it's coming from because believe you me i talk to a lot of players there's a lot of uncertainty there's a lot of we don't know who's gonna do this or who's better than that um the top teams right now the top three teams they themselves have put themselves in a position to have to prove themselves all over again. So when I talk to, you know, my peers, no one is really being honest enough to give me a clear cut out of the three-headed monster that we have in the Northeast. Who's going to be the one that makes it out to go against Florida? No one's really being clear. So it's a lot of uncertainty about who's going to make it, who's going to do it. And, it, and that's really... I guess that's better for me, better for us, better for the media. Maybe that's why it's so exciting because they don't know. So, shit, I don't know either. So <laughs> it, it makes it better. It makes it more exciting. So, and that's that's for the Northeast. And honestly, for, from what I'm hearing from Vegas, um, the, the lower tier teams are looking to, you know, add new players, upgrade. There's some quarterbacks who – who feel like they weren't really getting much love. They they think their offensive line sucks. They're good. There's teams already ready to rebuild, jump to other teams. There's a lot of things going on from the bottom tier. But the top three guys, the top three teams over there, 
they seem pretty solid too. The Force, I don't really hear too much bad things about what's going on over there. Then Somniacs already and sick with it is just tired of people thinking they're not as good as the Insomniacs. So honestly, I, I don't really know what they're feeling. I just feel like everyone on the West Coast is ready and everyone on the East Coast is just uncertain about who's going to come out on top, but those guys are ready to play football. Well, let's talk about the Northeast for a second because if you take a look on your screen, if you're watching on a7fl.tv, the teams playing in the opening round of the A7FL playoffs in the Northeast, if you're the Patterson U, you have to defeat in succession the Snow Tribe, the BIC, the Watchmen, the Nightcrawlers, and possibly Insomniac and Sick With It. That is five games. They have to play two-thirds of an A7FL season to win the championship. Against, excluding the Snow Tribe, against a defending champ in BIC. The number one seed in the Northeast. Number one Northeast seed if they beat the Animals. And if they don't, if the Animals somehow beat the Watchmen in, in that game, if, if, if everything goes chalk because the Renegades could somehow make it, whatever. But if, if it's not Watchmen, it would then be the Animals with their former quarterback. So each either aim is still a, a really tough matchup, especially but, if the animals pull it Corey, out. Corey, the they're going to think Corey's super biased, so they'll say, because he said exclude the Snow Tribe. I'm not going to exclude the Snow Tribe, and here's why. I'm going to tell you why I'm not okay. going to exclude okay. them, right? Whether, whether the Snow Tribe... Okay, we're, we're not going to sit here and think that the Snow Tribe are going to win, right? But that's our job to say that they're not going to win. Those guys are not sitting at home thinking that they're not going to win. I want to be well, very clear this? with you. Let's, let's frame no, it this hold way. on. Give me hold on. That makes a, listen. A wounded animal is way more dangerous than than an animal that has no clue what's going. You know, he's like, oh, this kid's cool. The Snow Tribe guys, if they lose, they're gonna go out with a bang. That doesn't make the schedule for the U any easier because they have the Snow Tribe first. The Snow Tribe are gonna give them the best they have, and we have to give the Snow Tribe that respect because Jonathan Kills is still playing a heck of a football season. They still have Isaac Negron over there that can tackle somebody, roll an ankle. Any, these things are possible. If, if, a, if a key player in the U gets hurt playing against a hungry snow tribe team because they were asleep or they thought, oh, this was going to be a walk in the park, bro, that's their season. It's over. Whether they beat the snow tribe or not, snow tribe did enough damage for them to not be able to continue in the playoffs. So I fair, wouldn't be look, looking past the snow I'm not personally. saying look snow. I'm not saying look past. I'm just saying in the route. I mean, I'd rather play the snow trap for instance than uh, their next opponent, BIC. But then uh, in comparison, I think what you're saying, Rob, makes a lot of sense because if you, th- if you look at the other routes to the playoffs, and we're obviously going to exclude the Florida and Ohio division, but if you look at, for instance, the sick with force game, right? We don't have to pick the winner. We'll do that later. But stick with it, force game. Second round, I would ask you this, Rob. Would you rather play the Snow Tribe or the winner of Vibe OTT? That's a second round matchup. I'd rather play I'd rather play Vibe or OTT than Snow Tribe if I was sick with it. So the the U first round is a tougher opponent than whoever wins that right, two right, three right. match. Right, so here's so I'm not taking away from Snow Tribe. What I'm saying is is that in that route, 
that's really tough for the U. It starts it starts that second week. They're playing championship level opponent. Watch me. Championship yeah. level opponent. Nightcrawlers, and I'll get to that in a little bit. Championship level opponent. And then whoever comes out of the West, whether it's it's who we expect or someone surprising. It's a championship, championship level opponent. And that's yeah. one, two, three, four championship level games in a row for the U. You look at Insomniacs, they play the Kryptonite, not a championship-level opponent. The next level would be maybe the Aces. Let's give them a chance there. They're, they're a division winner, even though we don't respect the division. Maybe that's a championship-level opponent. The next would be either that Sigwitted uh, Force, and then they play the Chaos. And what, of those four games, there's, there's two, maybe three legit championship contenders in that conversation. So when you talk about what Matt was saying, right, when you talk about the used road, that's a tough road to the championship right there. I I agree, and we see it on the screen. And, and a question I had, Corey, Rob, and Josh, is when we look at the, the teams in the Northeast playoffs, outside of the Patterson U, which of those three teams is the one team you wouldn't want to play? And those three teams are the Snow Tribe, the Renegades, and the Animals. Josh. It's got to be the Animals. Well, I was going to do ahead, the whole Josh. thing. Go ahead, Josh. And... I... My best. <laughs> I, I ruin everything. I haven't, I I've been good. I haven't derailed Thank you, the show yet. So there it goes. Shut <laughs> up, Corey. Yeah, we, we do. We've had him enough on our show. We I, I understand completely. I know. Um <laughs> Out of, out, of, out of those three, like, I mean, we, sidebar, we've tried having Corey, hey, uh, probably about a 45-minute conversation an hour and a half later. Thank you, Corey. Appreciate that. percent me talking. <laughs> some of it's about the New York Jets some reason. I don't know. Go it, ahead. It, yeah, go check it out. But, um, you I provoked mean, me. You provoked the, me. It's we do. We, we poke and prod sometimes. Um, out of the animals, the renegades, and the snow tribe, I mean, I, the animals – and with Huffin, it just yeah. how how do you look past the animals? How, how I mean, how do you really compare the three? To be honest, I mean, Renegades, yeah, good defense, but the offense is going to have to prove something to me I mean, if they're going to be the animals. When your best quarterback option likely going into that game, and me and Rob talked about it week seven, is Mike Liberty with short hair. I mean, no, he cut his on. hair. No longer Vidal Sassoon model. The chat was ripping it, saying that he's not Liberty anymore. He's just Bert. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you're and Mike's getting, Bert now. And then it was getting, he was getting nah, they, harassed. They called him Birdie. Birdie. Oh, oh no, Birdie. they called him Birdie the entire chat. Oof. But, but he he then he then ran for like you know ninety yards in the fourth quarter on him. So yeah, he went crazy. Know. He went crazy. He still played a phenomenal game. Just stats, my guy. But, but yeah, I, animals. Rob was Rob said it with the, without even saying a word when when uh, Josh was saying it. Just it, it, you mentioned Huff. It's hard to say. Look, I really like the yeah. Snow Tribe roster. Up and down, you look at the Snow Tribe roster. It actually is par per par, maybe with all, all three of those teams. But when you have a difference maker in that position that has given guys like Isaac Gomez, Baby Joker. You know the 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 type of season where he's feeling like he's a, a rookie of the year candidate. You got you have guys like Lou Shiesty and Bebo having a resurgence or or an emergence in this league. But and I mean, you, saw, you just you, you, you just have Stewart. to look at it though because week. you just have to look at it though 
where were the animals last year? The sub basement. Huff gets Huff, Huff gets on the They're team. Not here. Huff gets on the team, and we're talking about them being contenders now. But but here's, right, you, you but can't the fourth seed. They're the fourth seed in the toughest division in the A seven NFL. But to to form this argument a little further, Huff's been sacked a lot. He's playing both sides of the ball, and that Renegades defense right. feels it's not the generational, but holy shit, are they good? If yeah. If you saw the animals in week five and in week six, and you saw the renegades in week five and in week six, would you predict that the animals would be playing in Baltimore in the second round, or would you be saying the renegades? That's kind of the problem, is that when they played each other at the beginning of the season, it was a loss leader either way. It, that that game was going to end up being a toss up. It was a weird, awkward game when both of those still teams is were still a toss finding up. their footing. This game now, that defense seems way more dangerous on the Renegades side than it felt at the start of the season. For this is sorry, this is a this is one of those matchups. Like I'm actually excited for the opening round for this and, matchup. And that's our first because game. of that fact. That's the first well, game we get on June fourth. And that side of the ball is going to be great football. It's going to be the chess match in what Huff is doing, calling plays and executing plays against the, the top-level performance on a defensive line and a linebacker in Samad Jenkins that is going to stop the run if the animals commit to it. But my question, Matt, to you to counter that would be on the other side of the ball, and no disrespect to the playmakers that the Renegades, Renegades have – if they're still struggling to find that answer at quarterback, do they have enough to f- keep up with whatever Huff is able to, you know, scratch out against that tough defense? Because I think the defense is going to do a really good job. I just don't think that the defense is going to be able to 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 spurt or inspire their offense to do anything against that animals defense which and, and you're right has, and you're, has and some you're right. pretty good players and specifically their their pass coverage you know Sierra Hancock number three might be a defensive rookie of the year candidate based on how well sure, not only has sure. he, he made the interception attempts when he's had the chance but he's even iced out wide receivers first for periods of time when he's covering them so you know for me for, for a team in the Renegades that struggles to run the ball unless it's one of their running backs playing quarterback running around, I, I just don't see the offensive output. And no disrespect to my guys. You know, those are my guys. I love the Renegades. But well, in Corey, that matchup, I think Huff is the difference. He, he certainly is the difference. Huff, to me, is the X factor in this game and why I think the Animals would eventually move on to the next round. But... What we saw against it, those games against the U and the BIC were playoff games. And the one thing we saw was the same thing we saw from Huff in the championship game last year. Try to scramble, try to make something out of nothing. The timing was off because the his co-stars got lost in the spotlight. The level of the there are levels to this. You and Corey, you and Rob have said it an innumerable amount of times. There are levels to this. And when we talk about that 
for Nevada, when we talk about that for Ohio and Florida, we have to talk about that about these kids who are playing A7 for the first time in New Jersey too. They're getting a great education because they're playing at the source, but they're playing at the source, and that is a much tougher gauntlet than when you're trying to learn it with everybody else because you're all starting at the same base level. That's not the case here. And for Hancock and for Gomez and Lou Scheiste, these guys played great all season, but when it was the most pressure, it seemed like they weren't able to get it into that gear they needed to to dominate, to do the trick plays, to do all the magical fuckery that Quattro Huffin does. So that's why I'm saying I think the Animals are going to win, but there is a very strong argument to how the Renegades can surprise a lot of people. Well, and I think if 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 CP3 Corey Price, who, who me and Rob were saying, basically, if you watch the end, the the intro to games of the week and him screaming is is one of the faces of this league. If he's suiting up for the Renegades at quarterback, this game is is literally a coin toss to me. Um, with with the in with the, the the inconsistency and the question marks at that position, to me that is the difference in a game that you know you're almost convincing me, Matt, that you know. The defense that gave Quattro Huffin, you know, trouble in, in weeks five and six was a similar level defense that you, that BIC defense. But I think that in the playoffs, you know, my guy, you know, Quattro Huffin is going to find a way against my guys in the Renegades. But, you know, the, the, that the, rene- the Renegades, the Renegades are going to need to, I think for them to eke this out, that defense is going to actually need to produce points. Yeah. They're going to have to somehow they're going to have to somehow pick off Huff and take it to the house once, maybe twice. Or when he does in order the pitchy, to pitchy woo woo things, right? Right. Like those, a he's fumble likely not going to throw it may be. Yeah. But he might However it may be, they, they may need at least two. They may need at least two defensive touchdowns to to possibly eat this out. I, is how I, I look at it. I agree with that. And let's let's move on to the thing that we talk about a lot on this show, and we might as well do it one last time. It is the A7FL Top 10. And no big surprise, it is true. The Insomniacs are the number one team in the A7FL for what feels like the fourth week in a row. And right behind them, the Northeast regular season division champions, the Baltimore Watchmen, in the three spot, the Trenton BIC, in the number four spot, the Patterson U, at five, the Sick with It, at six, the Sin City Chaos, the Tampa Nightcrawlers are at seven, in the eighth spot, the Vegas Force, at nine, the Silk City Animals, and in the ten spot, the LA Aces. And that is our final top ten. Rob, you you look less than amused uh, as we went through the top ten. No, 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 no. no, a, no. A, all right, okay, that's pretty. Right. No, that's pretty accurate. That's pretty. I don't. I mean, what what? I might have switched Nightcrawlers and Chaos, but I might not have. I don't know. I'm okay with that. I actually like that. I think that's pretty accurate. And I, this was going the into one, the playoffs. This was the one. 
top 10 where on Monday the first list was pitched and we were like, yeah, this works. There was no <laughs> argument. There were no phone calls. There weren't and whether us. that's top 10 fatigue or, or, or we now <laughs> just finally have enough information. We were doing this week two. Yeah, this it was perfect, nobody. man. It was like. It was perfect. But I will say this. Matt, Matt sent that list. Matt sent that list. I took one look at it, and I'm like, the aces should be up there. There they are. Okay, cool. I'm done. I'm done. Here, I have a quick I, question, though, when nice. it comes to that. Y'all, so, so we have the Insomniacs at number one, yet were we not just talking about how they were iffy about whether or not the Insomniacs would be able to beat a team like the Watchmen? Well, here's the reason why. They dominated, they're undefe- and they're the only undefeated team that played a seven-game season. So you can't Fair look enough. past that. Yeah, you can't, you can't look past the, the pure data of that. You, we, everything right. after, are they undefeated, is kind of, of an outlier. Yeah. Like those are the amalgamations of what we look at. Got it. But that, that's one of the reasons why Chaos in the, I give Insomniacs. No, no, shut up, Corey. See how you derail shit? No one cares about Chaos and Nightcrawlers. Matt said seven games. No, no, not he the said same. seven. Yes. He said seven games. Don't even mention. So you're just ready it, to disagree with me. I was agreeing with you. Not yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm just ready to stop you. I'm Corey, ready to stop we're you. just I'm prepared. As you mentioned them. Yeah, he, we're just ready for it, Corey. It's the, it's the podcast good equivalent. Good to know that Corey does this with you guys and not just us. It is the podcast no, no, equivalent Corey, of a disaster Corey. kit. I've been relatively <laughs> behaved today. But guys, you want to hear no, you want to hear no. some interesting things as we talk about undefeated yeah. teams, but clearly the Insomniacs are number one. No. You don't? <laughs> oh, well, then tune out and don't listen. But yeah, I yes, I do, Corey. Source. Yes, I do, Corey. Come on, come on. I talk to a source that I trust, and by I trust, I mean he's literally the person that we're reporting about. I talked to a person I trust that said, A, Mark Bagway was playing recently for the Tampa Nightcrawlers and is ready and gearing up for a deep playoff run. A little bit scary. Did you get also, an answer to the question this, about the other thing? Now, I will not... I will not confirm this as a confirmable confirmation in confirmable confirmation speak, but what are you talking about? Exactly. (laughs) Rob, this is how I'll answer that question. I asked this person about Matt Riddick and the conversation that we had with Matt Riddick week three. And all of those parts of that conversation were 100% confirmed. <laughs> I don't. I can't confirm. Confirm it. My channels are confirming the confirmation until we see it on the field. But I'm pretty confident that at this point that we can confirm it after we see it because it's happening. Can we say what it is All already? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to say nothing because hear me, hear me out, Matt. The big wigs in this league, the dudes that matter. The dudes that are trying to win this championship, they know what the fuck is going on already. They <laughs> they're know. already preparing. Right. And, and, and they're Rob. preparing. Listen, they got, preparing, they got that Super Bowl right. tape all queued up and just did fine. Everything. We they talked got... about the Northeast. We talked about Vegas, right? And we talked about, you know, physicality, all that. Hey, Vegas, you'll see one time. <laughs> 
a Florida team played a Baltimore team and a guy named Deontay Henderson. Uh, yeah. And then Ohio's going to be fucking ridiculous. I think you no, asked. Listen, I retired moment, for a reason. <laughs> yeah, we saw that hit live. It was like, Corey, aren't you going to retire? And I was like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> In a private moment, you asked those guys from the Northeast on those top teams, the Ryan Shamars, the Kenny Stansberry, the Marcus Coles, the guys who are in charge of the, the narrative that they give their guys preparing for the playoff run. I think all of them, correct me if I'm wrong, Rob, all of them are, are 100%, maybe 400% more worried about what Dr. C is going to be doing in the Nightcrawlers matchup against the, the Northeast champ than anything that oh. happens in Arizona. Am I'm, I wrong, I'm telling Rob? you right now. Am I wrong, Rob? I, I fought, no, you're not wrong, and I fought week after week to make sure those guys – those Nightcrawlers stayed in the top 10, regardless of if they played or they, they didn't even play a game and they were still top 10, just based off of what we saw them do. If I if I didn't warn the Northeast about the insomniacs and I didn't warn the entire Vegas about how hard the Northeast hits, guys, do not sleep on the Nightcrawlers whatsoever. I, I would even say you – okay, hot take, right? Call up Matt Riddick. Damn, damn, damn. damn. Uh, country oh, country K is doing backflips right now. He, he I is? think he's in the process of actually getting the Tampa Bay Nightcrawlers jersey because he's from that area. <laughs> it's something we, I've said. I, I don't know if Matt can pull up a receipt. I've said it. As soon as Florida really figures out what's going on over here, it's time to. It's time for me to retire. <laughs> and what I saw, listen, what I saw that young man do last year, and then the they, Corey said it all the time. They they lost. The Nightcrawlers lost. Let's not act like they came out here and won, right? They lost. But the yo, the whole league was in utter shock at what that young man was able to do. Let's go, go inside, man. Stop talking. I don't even know you. Fuck. Hear that. Um, damn, I didn't mute, did I? Of course not. No. Of course I didn't mute. Um, right. It got you this time, Rob. It got you. <laughs> He's over here giving me a fist bump. Bro, I don't know you. Go get the hell inside, man. But, um, bro, Mark Bagway, we don't see enough tape. We haven't seen enough. He doesn't come out here. He's not on games of the week. So we cannot put him in a discussion of Huff, Scott, Sterry. We can't really talk about him in that breath. But we will never be able to forget about him after the performance he put on last year in the playoffs. If you think that loss didn't leave a sour taste, I think the league would have been better off if they just let the Nightcrawlers win against the Rare Breed. I feel like they're going to come back now with way more vitriol and venom than they they ever would have had they not lost last year. Listen... I've been warning everybody all day. Please take that Nightcrawlers game serious. Whoever plays them, whoever has to run into them, take that Nightcrawlers game serious, bro. It's it's not a joke. You know who's coming. All the big wigs know who's coming, know who's there, know who that person might bring with him. Please take this game serious. And you and please, some of the teams have big wigs of their own. We just said Deshaun Jackson is a li- literal Green Bay Packer practice lineman, which is pretty big. 
the BIC had a, a former NFL guy on their D line that I blocked and realized this league wasn't for me anymore. But um, you know, that's after I beat him in the championship though. But um, yeah, go go get your big dogs, please. Everyone. Just go get them. Please. Save yourself. And and if this player plays at the championship game, the entire competitive balance of the A seven FL switches. Well, if if this player plays in the A seven, it's over. Game, it's over. Vegas Whatever you thought you knew about A seven FL, it's over. But also, Vegas will finally get what they've wished for all along, which is a chance to prove against the Florida team that. If, you know, they're if better that than Florida. guy um, I'm, I'm and sorry. Mark Bagley. I'm sorry, they, they don't want that smoke. If they that guy... Well, they want you the don't. smoke. They want the smoke. No, they don't. Are they going to cough up? No, they don't. Who knows? No. But, they don't want that as smoke. Much, listen, as much Vegas blasphemy as we've had, let me just be clear. The top two teams in Vegas are legit. And what uh, the conversation that we're talking about is not that we don't respect the Insomniacs and we do not respect Sick With It. Rob, I think you would even say that you you now respect highly the force and what they've been able to build. I, yo, I actually respect – after what I saw last week, oh, yeah. no, the force are in my good graces. I love but, what but, I saw. So I can respect we, them as the big three. But what we are saying is the brand of football that we see week in, week out from weeks three through seven out on Fox 5.2 and – the Silver State Sports and Entertainment Network, along with his own, A7FL.TV, and YouTube.com backslash A7FL. And we're back on stadium, and I believe we're going to have an announcement about where you'll be able to catch some playoff games. Uh, not live, though. Always fun for announcements. A7FL.TV. And also, A7FL digital trading cards are now on sale the Ashante Worthy Special Edition card is only $25. There's only five available, and Josh got the first one, so you're going to want to pick that up now. There's only four left in the world for this Ashante, and, and it's a part of A7FL Super, the A7FL digital card game that we're developing. That's right. A7FL is going to have a fucking card game. Where you where the playoff stats on that. where the playoff stats will be a part of it. So when you get a card pack, your player is a part of that card pack and their stats will correlate to who you have. And at the end of the season, a whole bunch of other cool shit. We're trying to figure out the Wait, wait, wait. And how, how many Ashantis are left? Four, wait, wait, four wait, wait, left. How many is, four? four? <laughs> I got are the there, there any Steris? We're gonna have a Steri. Yet, We're gonna think. have the next pack's gonna have Steri. The next pack's gonna have some oh, mixed up shit. random, some some rare cards. Some well, ultra trying to build an all star really team want, here. If you really want to build a statistical all star team, to finish my point from before, what you want to do is get offensive players from the top teams in Vegas. But they're because random. as a division, as a division, Vegas division as a whole has not shown me. Maybe they've shown the other side of the ball. Maybe Daniel Packer has a little bit of a different level that he has been shown, or he has a lower level that's acceptable to him. But correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I have not seen a commitment to physicality from the entire division, top to bottom, when we see week in, week out, 95% of the attempts at tackles made, and a lot of them don't land, are arm tackles. I do not see a level of physicality on the defense or in the trenches 
that is not including the top teams, that would make me think that any card that you get from an offensive player from those top teams <laughs> is ever going to let you down in the A7FL card game because no one plays tough defense except for the guys that are in games blowing people out and riding a wave. I mean, I, I can understand to whatever games. I, I can understand Vegas coming out and trying to basically highlight a weakness as a strength. They want to try and cover it up because I, I'm I'm with you. There's there's really nothing about the Vegas division that I've seen personally that tells me the Northeast should be afraid of any of those defenses at all. They're, they're, it's Swiss cheese in a lot of them. And even some of these really good teams, it, it's just some of these scores get out of hand just based off, damn, we're getting our asses kicked. And it, it, there's just a give up at the end of the game. At this point here, when you're playing against teams in the Northeast, if you don't think somebody like Sterry or Huff or Ashanti Worthy or any of these guys in the Northeast – are going to exploit the hell out of those defenses and make their lives a living hell. It, again, I <laughs> polish a turd is still a turd. You can make it sound as good as you possibly can. The tape don't lie. There's nothing about the defenses in the Vegas division that tell me that they're effective or physical. And that's just what I've seen. There, yeah, there's, there's, there's plenty of plenty of stepping stones to go. There's growth. Obviously, there, there's, there's. It, it's going to take time. They're not going to be better than the Northeast overnight. It's just not going to happen. But when but, your defensive line is getting seven sacks against the gold, and you're starting to, you know, hand out defensive players of the week every single week, and the first time I see it is is posted on Facebook because you beat the gold. <laughs> More like pyrite and. Uh... I think at this point, all we can do is prepare for next week. Next week, we will be making our predictions for the first round of the A7FL playoffs. We may get a little deeper than that and give our brackets, and we'll see if we you guys can play along with us on social media. Is that what she said? Oh. Look at everybody's face. I saw my if reflection in the snow-covered hill, and this asshole brought the show down. Uh, but Josh, I want to thank you so much. You can find the All Pro Jaffos on anywhere there is media to be social. And uh, where can we find the All Pro Jaffos on the YouTubes? Uh, YouTube, it's under the umbrella production company, Native Bros Productions. Go to that YouTube page and you'll find everything All Pro Jaffos and anything else that we've got. Uh, it, Big Rob, he's you know appreciate the subscription and everything to that. We've got, uh, I guess, our version of our top ten or top five uh, for the A Seven NFL this whole year. It's been fun getting to to put those together. Um, but yeah, for for Facebook and for YouTube, uh, go to Pernada Bros Productions, and that's where you'll find um, everything from there. But when you go to social medias, Twitter, TikTok all that kind of stuff, the All Pro Jaffos, and Twitch at uh, PVP underscore studios. And for tinyurl.com backslash A7FL merch, 
Josh, you know the 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 gig. Mm-hmm. Orders are flying in, ladies and gentlemen. So before merchandise runs out, get to tinyurl.com backslash A7FL merch. The Thick Boy season is almost out. Please, you're not going to want to miss that shirt. You're only There's only like pink left, and those ones are selling. But, Josh, you know the game. Which shirt are you going with? You've never been on the show before. You got to tell us. It's so. I mean, for me this year, and it's actually been fun because covering the league, I've probably seen more big boy plays, big boy touchdowns than I've ever seen in any other league. So, I mean, you talk about something that's almost factual this year. It really has been thick boy season all season long. Um, I mean, we've got a couple of those plays highlighted in the top five. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd have to go with the thick boy season shirt for sure. And and just to be clear, Sherrod Servance has been a career running back. It is not fair to say it is a thick boy touchdown when a guy who has played running back his entire career runs it into the end zone. I don't care if he can fit three digits on his jersey. Cut it out. Cut it out. He's a thick boy. Pause. And so is, so is freaking – um, how am I blanking on his name? Hard body's a thick boy too, and he can do cartwheels. I ain't trying to hit none of that shit. And so is Doc Boss. Doc Boss is a thick boy too. I'm, I'm, you, I'm you, claiming the thick boy. It sounds boss. like it sounds Super like boss. Well, in in the Facebook lives, I've been getting a, a lot of flack for saying something about a jersey combination. You've been checking out a certain amount of of, of players in our league, Rob. On that note, I said what I said. Josh, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Rob, Corey, and I will be back next week, I think, as we predict the playoffs, and we'll have some people on who are in the games in our opening round. Corey, Corey, Rob, and I will be calling all the major games of the Northeast and Pacific playoffs, and we will be announcing the A7FL Final Four and National Championships so more info on that and how you can hang out with us championship weekend. Uh, maybe do a live podcast. Maybe go get a you know go to a hibachi place. Did I have Ari Rang in uh, in uh, fucking? Sorry, I'm making. Figure something out. I'm actually no, looking forward it, to that weekend. Ah, uh, but in late July in Arizona, you could basically just just see sizzling people yeah. walking down the streets. It's it's Ari Rang outside. They are bringing my translucent ass into the desert. I'm going to die. Oh, you're, I'm snake you're, food, you're, bro. You're going to walk out looking bronze or red lobster. Uh, I'm going to look just, like just, it's, it's, it's an SPF I, I got my money on, on the ladder. <laughs> but on that note, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Go to tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. That's tinyurl.com backslash A7FL merch. And be sure to do all the stuff below, including signing up for Skillshare. Get some free 30-day trials on us. It'll give us some cash. But until next time, for Big Rob Fabian, for Corey Hammond, for Josh Pruneda, and for everyone here at the A7FL, I'm Matt Ryan saying so long. And don't be an asshole. I'll try. Hey there, it's Matt Ryan. Are you enjoying this A7FL podcast? Well, I'm glad you are, because that means you can give us money. 
That's right. You can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch. That's tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch. Up there right now, we have some Thick Boy Season merchandise. We've got some Hus Hus shirts. And also, we've got some Corey Hammond-related merchandise coming soon. A Corey Hammond, Corey Hammond's t-shirt, hoodie, and a whole lot more. You can get all of them right now, sent to you nice, comfy, and cozy at tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. And also, you can find it in the show notes. Now back to that podcast you like. 